Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. Yo, Jojo. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. You, you're going in and Should out. Did lose right? me? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not good. That is no good. <laughs> yeah, so far, good. Skype has been pretty uh, reliable. So I hope, you know, something is not happening here. Uh, yeah, I hope not too. But anyway, let's go ahead and and talk about this. I mean, like, what it, like what a week it has been for us in terms of deciding where to go with the show, right? But what did you think of uh, C by Apple <laughs> TV Plus? <laughs> I found it very watchable. Yeah. Um, I didn't find it much more than watchable. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. There's, I, I found the premise very interesting, actually. And I think I'm probably the only person in the world of the female persuasion who's not interested in Jason Momoa at all. <laughs> really? I actually, I actually find him mildly repulsive. <laughs> So, so when, when oh, I said God. that I was going to be watching this for the show, my husband was like, really? Jason, you know, Mo is in it. And I'm like, I know, I'm doing it for the show. And he's like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, do you know what? Like, this is not surprising, but it is strange to hear. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because, you know, in my view, Jason Momoa seemed to be like, Every woman's cup of tea, you know what I mean? But yeah, no, he's not not my <laughs> cup of tea, cup of coffee, cup of scotch. Nothing. He, he, he does nothing for me. Yeah, I just like I don't know for some reason. Jason Momoa makes me laugh. <laughs> I don't know why. Like I don't know why, but this like he is the perfect representation of a gentle giant to me. No matter how badass. He wants to look or he acts in anything, but all I can see is some dude that is really trying. <laughs> so, so, so somehow I feel because when I see him doing a couple of appearances on Saturday Night Live, the guy is really funny, you know, and I guess he's funny because he's so big, so huge, so uh, badass looking, but then you know, he can't even resist his own laughter when he's doing comedy. So that makes him all the more right. funny. But yeah. Right. Um, I, I like, I don't buy his badassedness in, in pretty much anything <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> when he was called Drogo on, on uh, Game of Thrones, that was a bit more believable. The, the bruteness in the, because the game of, in Game of Thrones, everybody, anybody was a fucking savage. So it wasn't, you know, a far fetched that he was such a bad, savage, carnage provoking guy. Right. But after that, in anything else that I've seen him, including Aquaman, all I can do is just look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. He's supposed to be a badass. <laughs> I, I, I know. Uh, that's wrong, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, so let's just go ahead and, and get started with this <laughs> because <laughs> we've already we've already crushed whatever <laughs> whatever self esteem there is for John Momoa, uh, Jason Momoa. Um, yeah, he's in the corner crying. Lord have mercy. <laughs> this is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series. Stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming. Here with you once again, Jojo and Graham, host, co-host, both of us here doing our thing because we promised every week that we would bring this to you. And this is Kicking and Streaming one more time. Today, we are going to talk about. Uh, first of all, we, we're going to talk about the launch of. Apple TV Plus, which is yes. uh, a new streaming service by Apple, who's trying to get their hand get their hand on everything they can, their finger in every pie. Yeah, yeah, and also they're sort of like the first original series, which is called C, and yes. it's starring Jason Momoa, the man who seems to be pretty much everywhere lately from. Uh, Game of Thrones to Aquaman to this thing. So suffice it to say that if you wish to have, I don't know how this works in terms of Apple TV Plus. In, in, I don't know if you need to have Apple devices in order, in order to have, because I know that you can download the app on Alexa or on Amazon Fire Stick and stuff mm -hmm. but what i don't know is it, whether you can I, i should have researched that whether you do have to be an apple user to to buy into this thing or it's it's like any other streaming service that you can just have a make a monthly payment and the reason i say that is because i, I know that apple tend to be very culty with the thing <laughs> you know <laughs> Like you have <laughs> very to, much so. Yeah, you have to buy into our cult in order for you to have our services. Yeah, there you go. And and I don't know if that's the case, but all I can say is that personally, I did get Apple Apple TV Plus by accident, and it is the fact that both my wife and my son are uh, iPhone users, and with the newest iPhone, you get one year free of uh, apple tv uh, apple tv plus so they're cult members they are part of the cult yes <laughs> <laughs> they will tell you they there are they aren't but they are <laughs> but for our business for our podcast more streaming platform obviously obviously means a lot more to talk about a lot more content to review to curate right yes and so We decided because Apple TV Plus launched on the 1st of November. And yes. so we decided let's take a look at it. And also let's take a look at their first original, which is the show C. And if you heard our leader prelude, our leader uh, preamble before we, get, we got seriously started, you, you might know by now that. We think it's right. 
we'll talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> We're going to talk about it because as of now, there's only three episodes available. And so yeah. there is a chance that the next five episodes could, you know, serve as redemption for the, for, for what we've seen so far. And let's, let's just be quite honest about it. It's not, it's not like it's bad, is it? <laughs> no, no, it really isn't. It's very, very watchable. And I, I read that they spent something like $15 million per episode on this, which is mind boggling to me. Yeah. But it does show in the fact that it's watchable. I mean, the you know, the 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 set design and you know the the photography and everything like that are are just amazing. I just wish that they'd paid their writers a little bit more money. Yeah, yeah. There there is that because there are a lot of questions to be asked in terms of things we saw that immediately would would so how did they get the here? You know what I mean? As opposed to, yeah. Uh, okay. How is this happening again? You know, but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. So let's, without obviously spoiling, let, let's talk about the premise of, of this show. C is basically in a post-apocalyptic tale of, what the world becomes after a, a virus basically leaves not only the world with a population of less than 2 million people, but the ones who survive are born without sight. So they are blind, and that's been going on for the last 200 years, right? And right. so in, during those 200 years, uh, a lot, obviously a lot of myths have been created in terms of what seeing means. And the very notion of seeing is seen as heretic. So seeing is a bad thing in that world, isn't it? Yes, very much so. So as usual, human behavior will always be tribalistic. So you've got, you know, kingdoms here in kingdoms there and tribes here and tribes there. And that brings us to the tribe to which Jason Momoa's character belongs. And it is the tribe of the Alchemy. And Jason Momoa is sort of like a de facto leader of the tribe. What, what am I missing something? <laughs> no, nope. I think that's pretty much it. All right. And so with this, what you should know is that if by any chance anybody was able to see, had what they call the gift of sight, he or she should keep that shit a secret. Otherwise, your ass is gone. <laughs> yeah, you're you're burned at the stake as a witch. Exactly. And yes. that is pretty much what where the show goes. We, we cannot go any further than that because it is for you to see. There are three episodes available. You can find out how you can get you can get Apple TV Plus and and get watching because like Justin says, it is very watchable. The scenery is fantastic, it's absolutely beautiful. It has a, in, you know what? It 
for a post-apocalyptic world, it does not look as your uh, as bad as your you know typical post-apocalyptic world. Like you know, it doesn't right. look as devastated and absolutely right. horrendous and nuclear bursts in in shit. It just looks like a lot of like the the world population died off and obviously all the structures and the the buildings of civilization uh, kind of got t- taken over by you know wilderness isn't it yeah it's kind of like nature took over i'm not sure where this was shot it kind of reminded me a little bit of some pictures i've seen of alaska or or maybe somewhere in canada it's a beautiful place yes. where they are. Yes. So there's no like, you know, depressing hellscapes or anything like that going on with this show. Yeah. So this um, is not I, this is not your Walking Dead kind of shit, is it? <laughs> no, no. It's very um, maybe because it's happened so much. It's it's set in a time that's so much after the apocalypse happening. Yeah. That you know, it's it's kind of showing Earth as as the people slowly regenerate. Right, that's the right word. Not sure. Repopulate. Maybe that's a better word. But but yeah, it's it's very very beautiful. It is, and photography is gorgeous. Yes. Um, which I found a little bit ironic for a show about blind people. <laughs> that's that's the thing for blind for for a show that is about blind people. There are, first of all, how they build houses <laughs> and, well, and, 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 and houses that don't leak. <laughs> well, great fashion sense, too. And I, I, I was like, you know, if, if I were blind, I was thinking about this. This made me think about it. I'm like, yeah. if I were blind and I was going to choose an outfit for the day, I'm going to choose it for how it feels and like for how <laughs> warm I'm going to be or how cold I'm going to be. And if it's a hot day, I'm probably just going to go naked because everybody else is blind. So exactly. it really doesn't matter. Yes. But these folks are dressed to the T, which is is. Again, it's lovely to look at, but I found very amusing because I'm like makeup <laughs> included, can by the see way. You. <laughs> <laughs> makeup included, by the way. Yes, makeup <laughs> included. <laughs> I don't know, dude, but but you, you are absolutely right. Like I'm I'm left with asking a lot of questions, and the clothing part is like, who manufactures those clothes? <laughs> you know, who, like, who like, does the stitching? <laughs> There's a scene where one of the wise women is wearing this like beautiful, you know, um, yellow outfit and, and everything matches like coordinates and everything. And I'm like, who picked that out for her? <laughs> Cause I don't know if you remember the movie daredevil with Ben, Ben Affleck, the really, really terrible movie daredevil no. and where, cause my husband was mentioning this and, and he's right where there, there's a scene where he picks out his clothes and somebody has gone through it. He's an attorney of course. So he has to look good. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's, his, his closet is full of clothes and all the closets have a little tag with braille on them. So he knows that he's picking the right colors because right. he needs to look good. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like somebody went through and did that for these folks, but I really don't know who it was because nobody could see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's that. And the the other thing is, now that you mentioned Braille, like how did, you know, reading become such a, I don't know, 
prehistoric thing for them. I mean, Braille obviously existed because in the world before the apocalypse, there was blind people. Do you know what I mean? So, so right. it's not. It's not like this was a completely new, a new um, affliction for people. People have been blind before. So, I mean, I understand that there would be a breakdown in society because, you know, a lot of people who were in some of these important positions would have had, would be sighted. Yeah. So they would be able to see, so they wouldn't be able to do their job. But I feel like they could explain it to someone maybe who had been born blind so that the knowledge could be passed on, you know? And that is that is the question, I think, the major question here. Because some of the, criti- the criticism that I've read about it is that breakdown is, for, for a 200-year period, seems to be way too, um, it, it looks too much as a collapse. Yeah, very, the- very quick collapse in 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 intelligence and and i and i guess maybe they're trying to draw like a a religious correlation like happened with the uh in the renaissance when when the the church came in and kind of shut everything down and it became the dark ages but that took a much longer than time amount of time than 200 years so i i don't know if they're trying to pull a correlation to that or what absolutely and also Let's talk about weaponry. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And I think one of the reasons, one of the major criticism for, for this series is the fact that I think they take a lot more time showing you the people's ability to just fight and defend themselves as opposed to how these society actually evolved. And maybe somebody's going to think about that and said, all right, maybe we'll show some flashbacks in the next season so people can put two and two together. Right. But I feel like three first episodes where all you see is people moving on is a, is a, is a, is a bit too much, like leaves you with too many head-scratching questions. Yeah, there's, there's quite a bit lacking in the storytelling. There's a lot of very interesting like showing of the of the mechanisms of blindness and and how they would do things like the the character of the queen and how she has the rings that sort of jingle so yeah. people know where she is and the the clicking of the fingers and the and the the vocalizations and that kind of thing. Yeah. But I I don't feel like anybody really talked to blind people in the sense of how they actually do things. Like they talked to to them like, okay, this is how you would do this and this is how you would fight and this is how you would find a person, but let's not talk about how you would actually live your day-to-day life. I don't know if that made any sense. Yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And, and, And the perfect example is actually the queen, right? Like you, 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 I mean, you've hit the nail on the head right here. Boom. The queen seems to be the, the, the most eloquent manifestation of blindness to a certain extent. But also there's a lot of holes there too. Yes. You know. Now, the one thing that I give them credit for is they actually, they actually show you how acutely the remaining senses of a blind person evolve due to yes. blindness. Yes. And, and that makes them very able to 
continue to to have a day-to-day life that you know uh, maybe uninterrupted but also does that happen in a 200 year period <laughs> you know what i mean right. like without right. without an education from someone who has lived a whole life in blindness i, I don't know yes. i don't know if that if this is making any sense because it, it almost as if they approached the whole thing as if blindness was a new thing in that people going blind was just, it just started to happen. But before that, no one heard about it before. And, and therefore there was no way to, to, to go on in life without being blind. And this whole evolution happened in a period of 200 years. Yeah. But then again, I don't, I don't know, like you said, maybe they should have paid the the, the writers a bit more. Yeah, I I think there was a lot of attention paid to like how blind people would communicate with one another, you know, with the ropes, with the knots in them and that kind of thing as opposed to Braille, which was interesting. But I don't feel like there was a lot of attention paid to developing characters. And as you said, it was kind of like there was a complete loss of knowledge of being blind before this happened. And that to me is a little bit ridiculous because just because everybody went blind doesn't mean that the whole world would immediately fall apart. I mean, okay, there's 2 million people left on earth. That's kind of a thing, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but there's going to be people left there that are like, Oh yeah, you know, I was totally blind before and this is how we do this. And this exactly. is brave. And this is, you know, text speech and, you know, this is how we do this. And so, you know, it's, I I don't know, maybe the next five episodes will explain all of that. But the first three are kind of like, what? Let us, <laughs> let us hope so. Uh, maybe we're kind of jumping the gun having seen only three episodes. But so far, this is, these are the, the, the holes that we see. And probably there are answers to those that we don't know about yet. So let's just go through the cast. And I have to start by saying that there are far too many people on this cast that I, I, I've, I've never heard of. And if I'm being completely honest, I only know two of them, which is Jason Momoa and Alfred Woodard. <laughs> yes. Um, those are the only ones that I knew right off the bat. I feel as though I've seen the actress that plays the queen in something, but right. it's... I. I'm not quite sure what it's been. Yes, that that that's the feeling that I kept getting too. But when I saw her name, then I I couldn't tell you exactly what where I've seen her then. So what her filmography, and we'll go through her name now. But her filmography is things like in 2018 she was on The Girl in the Spider Web, Blade Runner 2049. In uh, 2017, Renegades. All those are of films that I personally haven't seen. No, I haven't seen them either. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why she looks so familiar to me. <laughs> yes, yes. That, that was sort of like disturbing for me. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. She was in a movie called, looks like Bros Before Hose. I Bros haven't Before seen that either. So. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. I, I don't know, but... <laughs> But she was very familiar to me, so I, that's going to bug me. What what I do like, I I did think from the very beginning when I said the well, I saw the name Sylvia Hooks, which is what well, I, I would choose to pronounce it based on on the spelling. I knew 
that she was Dutch. She was from 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 the Netherlands because it 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 just it just it just sounds like it, you know Sylvia Hooks. And um, but here's the crazy thing: I like her because she does some things with her voice. Yes, she does. She she does something with her voice that makes it insanely dramatic and regal, commanding, but yes, but scary. I was thinking her performance actually made me think, and I'm glad that she brought that up because her performance actually made me think of how important your voice and your inflection yes. and your cadence, how important all of that would be to convey your meaning to someone who is blind or if you yourself is blind because you don't have the the facial expressions to right. go off of. Right. So your voice would have to convey all of your meaning, almost. So she she actually made me think about that. So I'm glad you brought that up because because her voice is like that. It's very um, evocative yeah. and very personal and very um, – it's like she thought about that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could tell that she researched on her own personal time, I suppose, how you know how to go about all of this, because it's exactly you know how they say, you know, if you read books about dogs and stuff, like there there are different barks of your dog that will tell you that would perfectly communicate to you the needs of your dog. You just have to be paying attention, right? Right, <laughs> and. And I, I think that these are the kind of things that you could hear in her voice, you know, and and it was perfect. Like I could, I could, I knew exactly how. Well, I think she was able to convey how she was feeling every time that she said things and pronounced things the way she did. So she is perhaps for me the best actor in this whole cast. Based on, I, on that, yeah, I actually agree with you. For me, she was the most, I, she was the most compelling. I do agree with you on that. That she was, her performance is arresting. When she's on screen, you watch her. Yeah, and not just because she's masturbating, <laughs> which she seems to, <laughs> she seems to do a lot. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she's nuts, yo. I, I wish to pray. Really, dude. <laughs> That is praying. Okay, whatever. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> um, my second favorite actor in this crew is actually Christian Camargo as Tamakti Jun. There's something about his acting that reminds me of some of those, some of the most brilliant characters in Game of Thrones for some reason. And I know that you, you, you know, you can't relate to, to these because you, you have not yet watched Game of Thrones, but he, his character is, per, is perfectly believable. He's a bad guy that you don't feel an immediate sense of aversion towards. I don't know if that, if that makes sense. Like, no, it does. I like, like he has some humanity in him. Yeah. Like this is a bad guy that I, I could actually have a beer with and stuff. Except mm-hmm. that I wouldn't just mess with him, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know why, because, you know, at the end of the day, he was like the dude that was charged to do a job and he did it, you know, by any means necessary. And 
you have to question whether in his personal life, in his personal time, he would be such an asshole. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he, you know, he was doing what he did out of a sense of loyalty to to his queen. So, like, can you really blame this guy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I think Christian Camargo delivered an absolutely fantastic performance here. Um, you know, so he was, he was like, he was like my favorite. And this is another guy that I don't know. I haven't seen, I don't know that I've seen him, a lot of him, but he's been around for a while. Yeah. He's been in a lot of different things and I don't think I've really seen any of them. <laughs> yeah. That's, he was on the guiding light. That's pretty funny. Yo, I know this dude then. I know, okay, I know who he was on The Guiding Light. Because Christine used to watch The Guiding Light since she was like five years old. Mm-hmm. And when, when we moved to the U.S., I got hooked on The Guiding Light. Mm-hmm. So, in the, you know, during the early 2000s, and I think I watched The Guiding Light up until like 2008 when they kind of took it over the air. But the show was like literally about 60 years old. <laughs> and yeah. now that I'm looking at, at his picture on Wikipedia, I know who he is. I know who he is. Now I remember who he was on The Guiding Light. But I actually used to uh, run that show for a TV station mm-hmm. back around that same era uh, with, that he was on it. So I ought to remember him, but he's not. it's not ringing a bell for me for whatever reason. But mm. yeah. Well, he seemed to do a lot of TV in, in the New York area, you know, like all of those with other trace, CSI and, and stuff like that. But he, he, he was compelling in this one. So good for him. Yeah, he was good. Alfred Woodard, a lot of respect for this lady. You, you know, I mean, I, I I know that she is she is one of the pillars uh, as, as one of the actresses out there. And I I don't know, like she Can- she's supposed to she's supposed to be what like the 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 wise woman kind of. Yes. But I don't and feel, I don't get that from her. I, I really feel like, and, and this is, and there's no, probably this is mean, but I really felt like she was just there to get a paycheck. Yeah. A big like gratuitous I, <laughs> kind of performance. I, yeah. I didn't really feel like she had her heart in it or something. I, I just, because I've seen her in actually the, the Netflix series, a series of unfortunate events. She played aunt Josephine. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, of course she's been in other things, but this is the most recent thing that I've, I've seen her in. And she's, she just blew me away in that. And her yeah. character in that is just so poignant and so sad and so relatable in, in, in a very human way. And I remember her from true blood as well. And so seeing her in this, I was, I was excited because, you know, I, I've always enjoyed her and I was kind of watching her like, um, are you okay? What's going on? Right, right. Right. And, and, and recently she was also on the first two seasons of Luke Cage and she was fun. 
fantastic. She, I'm Jocelyn. Um, she was great. So all the things that you're saying about her is what we have all come to expect from her. So when, and, and I think her character, I'm probably don't, not going to blame her. Maybe the writing, again, as you said from the very beginning, maybe the writing is lucky. But yeah, but yeah, I, I did like, why is, why is she there? You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I I feel like she wasn't feeling the character, and so then I'm not feeling the character, and then therefore I'm not really happy to see her. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm happy to see her because she's awesome, but I'm like kind of sad because it's like, oh, you're not enjoying this. I feel like I feel like you just. I don't know. We're like, oh god, I I, I got to pay the rent this month. Okay, fine, I'll do this. <laughs> That's, 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 yeah, that's the feeling. So and I, and I, I thought for a moment that I was the only one, you know, thinking that like, like somehow it feels like she's not doing her best, but maybe it's me, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, no, I, I, I didn't feel like not as bad as a phone in like, you know, I've seen actors, great actors do a phone in. She's yeah. not that bad. I mean, she's still there and present, but she's just not. I don't know. Like Influential? I said, feels, like, yeah, yeah. It's just like she just really needed some extra money for like, I don't know, maybe she has a, a kid she or a grandkid she wants to send to college. And like, yeah, this will work. This'll let's do this. Let's do this. I'm going to just go ahead and do it. You know? <laughs> and so the actress who played Magra, who is the wife of Baba Voz, the character of John uh, Jason Momoa. I don't know why I keep calling him John Momoa. <laughs> um, That's okay. I'm sure he doesn't care. I'm not sure he cares either. <laughs> 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 she is, I think she's as Icelandic. Yes, she's from Iceland. Yeah, Hera Hilmar Dottir, known as Hera Hilmar. And uh, she's convincing I think she played the hell out of the character that she she's she was dealt with. <laughs> and what else can I say? Like, you know, 15 years, what is it? 12, 12, 12 years passed and none of these people got older. Um, 17. 17 in total. <laughs> 17 years. 17 years by the end of the episode. That was the other thing that kind of bugged me a little bit too, except for... Oh crap! His name is gone. Tamakti Jun. Tamakti Jun did get old, yes. Yes, but everybody and and the you know the character of the twins, of course, grew up. Yeah. But but everybody else was just pretty much like, "Yep, we're perpetually stuck in you know <laughs> the spring of our lives." I'm like, okay. That's amazing, though. <laughs> Who's doing like, this? I, I know I didn't look anything like I did 17 years ago, and I have a you know centrally heated and cooled house to live in. So, <laughs> just saying. I never was looking at this like okay, so okay, the twins can show me that they've grown up and time has gone by, but that's pretty much it. The twins and Tamakti June. Other other than that, you know that yeah. old lady that sort of like in between. She she's like a. Um, she should have been dead. Secondary leader. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, she should have been dead. I mean, she was old from the very beginning. And yes, she just stayed yes. kind of old. Yeah. 17 she, years she, later. She should have been dead. I mean, we're we're talking about 
a post-apocalyptic world that's essentially gone back to the Stone Age. Right. Essentially. And, I mean, really, she, I mean, she could have been 35, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody should have looked like her. <laughs> and she should have been dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so let's say that an average lifespan in that time should be no more than 50 years. So. Yeah. My lady was kind of living a bit, uh, at least 25 years on borrowed time. Because if you look at her, she looks like she's about 75. Yeah. And 17 years later, why are you not even walking with a cane or some shit? You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. not cool. Yeah. I'm no. just, we're just, we're just saying. <laughs> what, what, like, what was it? Was she uh, Bo Lion or who was Bo Lion? I, Bo. um... Bo Lyon was um was her I think her daughter played by um is it Jadira? Jadira Guevara Prip? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't she Shadow too? Yes. I actually like the idea of Shadow. Uh, I I, did too. I enjoyed that bit a lot. I did too. Yeah. I did too. I enjoyed that a lot and I I found her performance like she was one of my my favorites of you don't she doesn't get a huge amount of screen time but yeah. when she's on screen I I really enjoyed her performances. That was great. That was especially great. a shadow. Yeah. There's a lot of things I enjoy about this series, especially in in terms of the structure, right? You have the presagers, you have the sentients, you have the so everybody has sort of a role based on how how acutely they have developed a certain sense. And in they have they render a service to their society based on that, you know, except that you can't see. So I like that because when if you notice when Tamakti Jun was advancing with his with his army, he would sort of like ask for a report by these people like sentience, what do you sense? Like what do you hear? And you know, what do you smell? Like it was amazing to see that the entire army could march based on relying on the information that these folks could just pass on based on, on their senses, you know? And Yes. And I also liked the fact that they didn't make everybody like that, you know, like everybody didn't have super sense yeah. or super smell or super hearing, you know, there were certain people that were like, they have a very acute sense of hearing, so they're going to have, you know, this exalted position or they have a, an, an acute sense of smell. I did like that about that. It wasn't like everybody suddenly turned into superheroes. It was, nope, some some people, as in any life, you know, yeah. as, as is now, some of us have a better sense of smell than others. I personally have a terrible sense of smell. I can't smell anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, so I, I would never have that job in, in this world, but I thought it was, was nice that the, you know, that was kind of a nod to reality. Yep. Um, the kid who played Kofun, the boy out of the two, yes. the two twins, Archie Madekwe, I found like for some reason, and I'm not complaining at all, but out of the two twins, he was sort of like the dumbass, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love the girl, man. I, w I wanted this girl to be my daughter or something. <laughs> she is badass. <laughs> yeah, man. She's badass and the actress is great. But yeah, you're right. He's kind of like a, a, a wet napkin. <laughs> ah, wet napkin. <laughs> I 
<laughs> but like I mean, nigga, you can see yet you let a bunch of blind slavers <laughs> capture you. I come I on. Know. Come on. I know. I was like, seriously, dude? I mean, yeah. Really? What? Oh, my God. I mean, like, just just duck and run the other way, and they'll be like, oh, my God, he disappeared. <laughs> Heresy. The <laughs> <laughs> witch spurred him. I was, I was, no, I was really mad at him. Like, come on, dude. I mean, your sister is, 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 is really good at, you know, the bowing, the, uh, the, the arch archery thing in she and all you want to do is read and have knowledge for nothing you know and okay so here comes my question then in a world where no one can see no one has learned to read right you're left a box full of books mm-hmm. and at 12 years old you're supposed to be given those books who in the bloody hell taught you how to read them I don't know. I know. You can see. We all can see when we're born, but we still have to go to school and shit, and some lady has to kick our ass and beat those letters <laughs> into us. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I, was wondering that, too, because, you know, they, they use the, the, the strings with the knotted strings to communicate, which mm-hmm. I still don't completely understand how they got all those stories out of knots, but whatever. Yeah. Um, it should be longer my, than that. If you're going to have like, for like when this dude was reading the letter to the queen, yes. that was just a little was, piece of string and shit. I'm like, really? That nigga said all of that <laughs> <laughs> with a 25 centimeter <laughs> string. <laughs> that was a very impressive knot. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I know that they had that, but I'm like, that's not going to teach you how to read. I'm sorry. It's, it's just not, you have to have somebody sound the words out to yeah, you, yeah. you know, and like, I, uh, I, I, Shuala. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, seriously, this was my biggest question and it was bothering me the entire time. The entire time, I, I, I'm like, okay, so yeah, he didn't leave on? like a tape recorder with like you know, like exactly cassettes that you could put in that would be like you know, D O G dog, you are, I, dog, yeah. dog, you know, yes. A T cat, cat, you know, like it, I, I just, I'm like, you can't take a book and just spontaneously learn how to read. I just, I don't believe that's possible. In freaking because reading, could, like encyclopedic shit, you know, like it's not even like. Like you said, D.O.G. Dog. He was like reading like full-blown encyclo- encyclopedia articles and shit. Yeah. History of the world. And like, no, that's no, man. Yes. And they were talking about genes and everything. You're like, oh, it's simple genetics. Yeah. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I'm yeah. like, dude, I can't even pronounce that. And you <laughs> learned it from like, okay. All right. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, no cool. <laughs> no so cool. Yeah, with this show, you have to have, I think, a nearly complete suspension of reality to be able to watch it at all. <laughs> yeah. But it is very watchable. It really is very watchable. I know that we're crapping all over it. <laughs> you just have it's to. A lot, it is a lot of fun to watch, I have to say. I, I enjoyed it. I did. But at the same time, there was so much to make fun of. I also enjoyed that. Right. And, and there's an article that I, that I just read that says that this is a very funny show without the intention of being funny. 
and, that article. <laughs> uh? I read that article too. Yeah, but Marisa is absolutely right though, because the only thing you can do about it is like, huh, that shit's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, whatever, dude. Like, I got you. Because I don't know. Are they taking this seriously, or what category? Do you want to put this on? Like, well, drama or dramedy or what? I don't get it. No. I, I don't know. I, 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 IMDb has it listed as drama slash sci-fi. So. Yeah, neither nor. <laughs> <laughs> so Haniwa was played by uh, Nesta Cooper. And as I as we've said, she's she's fantastic. She's insanely badass. She, she is. is the daughter that oh no, everybody would love to have you. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she's, you can take care of yourself. She's got the knowledge, and she knows what to do with it. She knows why she was given it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a very small cast. Uh, this guy, Mojin Aria. Oh my God! Yes. He. Makes me want to slap him all over the face. Doesn't he? <laughs> Doesn't he? Like, he just has a... It's not a punchable face because it's too much of a baby face to yes. actually punch him. Yeah. You just want to slap him until he cries. Yes, that's exactly right. Like, you don't want to hurt him too hard, but you do want him to cry. Yes, you really want him to cry. He, um... His character is so obnoxious in slimy yes yes and i I was glad when baba voss kind of scared the fucking shit out of him like yeah that was a good scene <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> that was you know it was actually the most intimidating i saw him in this entire series and mm-hmm. and of course the fight scene but still the fight scene looked like a very skillful uh, Cirque du Soleil guy for me like it was very, very choreographed. Yes, yes. But still, when he was fighting, I still I was like, I'm going to laugh about this one. <laughs> I, do, I can't find him like a, you know, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But yeah, this kid, Mojane area, um, he's Australian. <laughs> really? He's Australian. And in 2017, he won the... Heath Ledger Scholarship, which I didn't know existed. Um, Can't say I did either. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, he seemed to be to have been around for a while. Uh, at least, well, since 2010. No, since 2007. Jesus. What is this? Is it that old? How old is he? Ah. <laughs> Oh my lord! Because it looks like, like you say, he has a baby face. So he has a baby face. I was thinking maybe he was like, what? In his twenties, I was early twenties. Yeah. Unless he started acting when he was like five years old or whatever, which (laughs) right out of the womb. (laughs) Like, hey man, I landed a role. How old are you? I'm three days old, man. What's your problem? <laughs> Give me my smokes. <laughs> Give me my smokes, yeah. 
Hey, what do you say after this? We go for a beer. <laughs> but baby, you're like three days old. Yeah, man. What's your problem? <laughs> All right. So truthfully, there there isn't a lot else that we can say about this show. It's watchable. Yes, you'll have Maybe a lot of questions. Better. Exactly. Maybe it will get better, right? Maybe it'll get worse. Oh, he can see. It could only it could only get better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> Because my goodness, um, like we said from the very beginning, it's it's great that there are more you know streaming platforms out there. And, yes, and for a first time experience, I know you. I, I'm I'm sure Apple is going to be aiming at winning some Emmys and some some Golden Globes, much like Amazon and Netflix have done. And of course, Absolutely. they're going to curate the quality of, of their stuff a lot better. And kudos for them for starting with a bang. Is it yeah. the right bang? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is it possible that Jocelyn and Graham are being too hard on this series? Maybe, but this is not the first time we do this. I mean, we've been hard on other series too, and they yeah. turn out to be favorites of of every of a lot of people. I mean, case in point, right? Uh, Fleabag. There you go. <laughs> you know, I mean, we lit. Almost literally trashed Fleabag the series. We 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 actually did acknowledge that Phoebe Waller Bridge is a fantastic actress, but we yes. didn't like the series that much. We didn't like the character that much. And it's one of our you know, most listened to episodes and uh Fleabag is actually a very popular series right now. Yes. So Phoebe Waller Bridge won one you know, two Emmys that night, two or three for writing for best actress and whatever. So again, because we, 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 the fact that we, we don't necessarily see eye to eye with something, we're not telling you to not watch it. We would never do that because we personally watched it. Right. We did. And yep. so, I watched all three episodes that are currently available. Yeah. So, well, all we can tell you is to approach, like, take it with a grain of salt. Is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Enjoy it for what it is, I think. Yeah. And, uh, and don't expect too much of it. And you'll have, you'll have a good time. And it is kind of funny though, too, because it, through some, some of the fight scenes, because there's some, there is definitely some pretty gory stuff that yeah. goes down. And I had my eyes shut for some of them. And then I was laughing at myself because it's a show about blind people. And I had my eyes shut. <laughs> <and I watched laughs> it. I'm like, I don't know. Is this some kind of like allegory for something? I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah. And I think that they, they, in this particular instance, they, they took a page out of Game of Thrones. Because one of the things, if you didn't like Game of Thrones for the storyline, you probably liked it for the the fight scenes and shit and they were they were gory like i mean come on like people's stomachs out and shit 
And one of the most barbaric scenes I've ever seen in my life in Game of Thrones was the Red Wedding, you know. Um, but so I think shows like these are going to follow that standard <laughs> because they can see that there was something to it, right? Right. So, yeah, the fight scenes are awesome if you can watch it. Otherwise, just be blind for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think we're going we're gonna to go ahead and just call it a day here. Uh, before we go, though, we would like to tell you that you can find us on, you know, pretty much every, what is it that the social, social media platforms, right? Social media platforms. Uh, We're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we are on the Facebook. We are on Twitter. So Twitter. The Twitter. Are, the Twitter <laughs> is <laughs> kicking and the letter N streaming. And then on Instagram, the IG, you will find us as kicking and streaming underscore podcast. Jocelyn has an Instagram that you can follow. Please tell folks, Jocelyn. I'm Jocelyn Podcast. Jocelyn Podcast is. And I post silly things. She does. What in tarnation? Things like that. <laughs> Would you just scroll by without saying howdy? Yeah. How do <laughs> I, I, every morning I, I, I get my good laughs at, <laughs> at those posts and, um, you know, a lot of other things. We have also our website, kickinandstreamingpodcast.com. Also, yes. actually, we just started a Pinterest. I have to learn more about Pinterest because I don't know what the purpose is, but like, yeah, we have Pinterest too. So, I don't... We can pin pin pictures of the shows we've been talking about. Yeah, yeah, we, we can do that, can we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fantastic. Then, um, what else, uh, Justin? Um, Lord, you put me on the spot. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you go, Patreon? Yeah. If you can, you can also follow us on Patreon. It is patreon.com slash kicking and streaming podcast you can just find out how you can contribute to the show be with us stay with us we'll see you next week thanks everybody